Hi everyone and welcome to In Conversation, a video series from SHIFT. Today our video subject is going to be around an actor's perspective and what it's like to work as an actor right now. Our guest is Zach Avery. He is an actor working here in Los Angeles and his most recent project is the feature film Last Moment of Clarity, which you can catch on Amazon or iTunes. Welcome, Zach. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Glad to have you. Um, as always, I'd love if you could just start out by introducing yourself a little bit. Tell us uh, who you are and, and what you do. For sure. So I'm Zach Avery. I'm an actor. I uh, live in LA. I've been here about six years now. Uh, mainly worked in, in feature films since I've been here, which has been awesome. But yeah, that's basically it. Um, do a little entrepreneur stuff on the side as well, but mainly mainly acting. Awesome. And we we know that things have obviously been shifting and changing a lot in these past couple of months. The industry is, is even before this, in a constant state of change. So um, let's start by just kind of before all of this change started happening. Can you walk us through just like what normal work looks like for you? I, I think there's kind of a maybe even a stereotypical idea of what like a working actor yeah. looks like, but really like boots on the ground when you are looking for work, um, when you're kind of in between jobs, when you're, you're finding work to do. Um, what did that look like before? Yeah, so it, it really is a little bit of the stereotypical thing which you'd think of, right? You have your, your team, quote unquote, you have manager, you have an agent, and those, those people help you where they're sending you audition, potential auditions. They're kind of like pitching you for things. But you are also working day to day too. You're going to networking events, you're meeting producers, you're meeting directors and writers. And like myself, I'm always trying to create my own thing as well. Right. And so it really was just kind of like a collaborative effort of let's try to find the projects that fit, figure out the next step, the next best thing that would potentially work, you know, towards the career that you want eventually. Um, and just kind of grind it out day by day. So that's really what it's about. Right. And this is probably a pretty basic question for you, but just to kind of give us a sense. Um, once you find a project that you're interested in or your manager or your agent finds something that maybe you're interested in, what does that process look like? Obviously, I assume there's like an auditioning process and mm -hmm. I'd love if you could talk us through really basically what that looks like. Um, but are there other types of kind of meetings or, or meeting with the director or producer and what does that process look like before you're even cast in a project? Yeah, so usually you'll get something that's called sides or they'll give you just a, a very small piece of the script or of your character. And your agent or manager, like you said, will send you that and be like, hey, this is a cool project. Maybe they knew of the director or the production company or whoever's behind it. And they'll say either they wanna see you this date for an audition or they want you to put yourself on tape. Um, so you have usually a day, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less to kind of look through the sides, figure out as much as you can of the from your character with that. And then you put yourself on tape and submit it to your team who sends it to them, or you actually go audition in, per in, uh, in person. And then once you go through that process, if they want to see you again, it's what's called basically callbacks. And so they'll do a callback where you do either another audition, you do the same thing for different people or executives or whoever it might be, um, or just with another actor or an actress. And if you go past that, then there's another one where you potentially would meet the director and talk about the story, talk about character, 
and kind of let him or her know if you both want to work together for the next right. X amount of months. Um, so it really is developing a relationship and trying to find out, is this like someone that you can see yourself trusting with the role on a daily basis working with and, and go from there? Yeah. Is there a standard timeline for this process? I, I imagine it might fluctuate wildly, but from the time between when you first hear about a project, it, it gets brought to your attention in one way or another, and when you are actually cast in a project, are we talking days, weeks, months? <laughs> Usually weeks or months, at least from my wow. perspective. You know, I know that there's other times where say, or even I've talked to directors and producers on their projects where they say, hey, we had this actor or actress and that person fell through and we need to find someone in five days because we're about to shoot. Then obviously it goes much quicker. But normally it's a, it's a weeks long process. And that's kind of the anxiety part of it is you go in and you, you do this audition, you feel really good about it, you might get a call back or even meet with the director, and then you're waiting because on the other side of it, the director and, and the producers, I mean, they have a million jobs to do to get this project off the ground, whereas you're waiting for this one role. So it's one of those things where you're like, why haven't they called me? But you realize like, hey, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. So right. yeah, it's usually weeks or months sometimes. Wow. Um so once you actually get that phone call and they say, congratulations, you got the role, we want you. Um, can you talk me through that kind of next step? So let's start with pre-production before cameras ever start rolling. Um, from an actor's perspective, I come from the filmmaking world and, and I kind of understand it from the other side, but from your side, um, what does the pre-production process look like? Are there often rehearsals or is that kind of an old-fashioned thing what what happens before you even start filming yeah so pre-production there there are rehearsals sometimes there's usually at least the projects that i've done that are more on the independent level the rehearsals take place kind of once you're almost to production like right, right. at the very beginning once they have all the actors there and you can really run through things for pre-production for me it's usually like you're going through wardrobe so you're figuring out what are the clothes what does this person look like what kind of from an outward perspective, who is he gonna be? And then you, as, as the actor, has to really do the prep and dive into the character. And you know, I'll work with an acting coach and try to get other act, friend actors to come and read with me and things like that. But it's about building that character and really making sure that once you do get to set, you're prepared because sometimes there isn't rehearsal. You go straight in and they say, all right, you know, we picked you for a reason and we assume that you're ready. Right. Let's shoot this. You know? Right. And then you start shooting. Um, talk me through that a little bit. Again, uh, we've had some conversations on this series around onset work and production, mostly as it pertains to more of the agency side. So as we're talking about feature films, even short films, which are obviously a lot less, less intense uh, in terms of the time and effort that it takes to make them, but especially on feature films, you can be shooting for weeks or months, depending on the project and depending yeah. on the role. So a typical day of production for you as an actor, what does that look like? Yeah, so most of the films that I've done are not in LA as well. So from the time that you're saying, okay, they're gonna bring you out two or maybe a little bit more weeks before the film starts, you're going somewhere else. I've been to Cincinnati, Kentucky, Virginia, New York, you know, all over the place shooting these things. And so you're kind of getting your life in order <laughs> to right. your new location. And then once it actually starts rolling, you're looking at 
12 to 13 or maybe even more hour days. So you'll get a call time or a call sheet that has all the information for the next day, the day before, and it will say, all right, your pickup time is 5.30 a.m. They pick you up and you go straight into kind of hair and makeup and get your wardrobe on. And then you're waiting for them to call you to set. And I think the biggest kind of surprise that any one of family members or friends that I brought to set, that they actually are so surprised at how long it takes to actually set up a shot. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, is that people just assume you show up to set and you're just shooting all day. You're acting all day long when really it's you get to set, you're waiting, you finally get to that scene, you shoot maybe a page or so, maybe a little bit less, you know, five, 10, 15 times. And then you go back to your trailer or holding or wherever it is and they're setting up the next shot. So it's a lot of kind of preparing yourself to wait and then turn it on full throttle and then wait again. Yeah. There was an old saying that I used to hear all the time on set, which was, uh, hurry up and wait, (laughs) (laughs) which is like, go, 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 go. We need to get this. We need to get this. And then as soon as you're ready to go, it's like, Oh, hang on. Got to switch a light, got to switch a lens, got to move the camera. The sun moved. We have to reset this entire shot. So, um, I can imagine that the, the proportion of the time you're actually spending in front of a camera doing your job during that 14 hour day, um, is, smaller than most people would think it is definitely and that's what kind of goes back to the pre-production side is that the prep is so important because you can't get on set cameras start rolling and then try to work out whatever you're doing you need to know what you're doing and come in with choices that you're making and be able to really bring it or else the director is going to lose time and and he or she needs as much time as they possibly can get within that day because they have so much to shoot right so everything you've kind of described obviously is so contingent on traveling, Mm -hmm. meeting people, going places, in-person meetings, even just being on set obviously is is a a hugely close and personal experience as you're dealing with the camera people and just getting your makeup done. Um, So as these productions that you were working on started to shut down or you started to hear that maybe the production isn't happening the way we thought it was going to happen or in the timeline that we thought it was going to happen in. Um, What was that process like for you? What were kind of those initial hours and days like as things started becoming clear as to, you know, how things were about to really change? Yeah. So it was interesting for me because I was prepping to actually go shoot a film in Spain. So we were supposed to start rolling the cameras on a new film in the end of March And so this all kind of was popping up right before that. So I was getting calls from production basically saying like, hey, we might have to pause and it it may be a couple of days later, or we're not gonna schedule your flight just yet. We might have to push a little bit, which turned into, hey, we're definitely gonna have to push. It will probably be mid-April, but we'll let you know in a week to, we don't know when this is gonna happen. And it's still gonna happen at some point, but you kind of get the hint that no one really knows when. And so, this kind of plan that you had that really is ironed out usually where it's like, these are your flights and this is your hotel and this is exactly what you're going to do turned into kind of everyone not knowing and a huge question mark. And you just kind of waiting every day. And it's, it's been a a unique experience for sure. Yeah. Is there anything that you can be doing right now? So obviously we're, we're just kind of in a holding period of 
we, we know things will come back. We don't know when, we don't know how, we don't know where, we don't know what it's going to look like and, and we'll get to that. But right now, as you're kind of waiting, is there any work to be done as an actor? Are there preparations being made for future projects? Is, is there anywhere you're looking to try to find some way to kind of stretch your creative muscles? So what does your kind of day-to-day work look like now? Yeah, I think it's, it's twofold, right? That the actual work of sending yourself in for things and submitting and trying to get roles is not really happening because no one is shooting. And so there's nothing to really audition for. There's no one to talk to about a specific project. But the other side of that is there's other actors and there's other creatives out there that are essentially trying to get those creative juices out as well. And they want to collaborate and they want to work with other people who are like-minded. And so I'm able to reach out to other actors and be able to say like, Hey, are you guys writing anything? Is there anything online that you want to do? Little shorts that we necessarily wouldn't have the time or effort or whatever to do while quote unquote normal work is happening that now we can do. And so that is one thing that I've been able to really collaborate with, with friends and, and try to do as much as possible. But from a work perspective on a, on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis, it's, it's pretty dry. You know, it's basically having those conversations about, hey, you know, do you know anything going on? And they're like, yeah, not really. I heard this, right. <laughs> but I don't know when. And that's basically it. Are you hearing any whispers or kind of people forward thinking on um, – when we are open back up, when we can be back on set, we're going to do X, Y, Z. So let's start preparing for that now. A little bit. So a lot, a little bit, most of what I'm hearing in that realm is kind of people trying to develop stories that are kind of Corona proof. So I was just talking to a director producer the other day that has a project that can be set in kind of a remote farmland area. And so it's getting everyone to one location not letting them leave and basically making sure, okay, everyone's tested. We're staying in this general area and it's, it's kind of like a safe environment outside of that. Like the actual protocols that will be put in place, not much. Cause I, I honestly don't think anyone knows. And so, you know, we can all guess and assume what potentially is going to happen, but no real conversation as to like, this is actually what's actively being put in place. Right. That's actually really interesting. It, it, it leads partially into my next question was, which is going to be around the, um, the future of the industry and, and what we kind of think that that will look like. But you brought up an interesting point around not just the logistics of the physical production and how are we going to bring these stories to life, but what kind of stories can we tell in maybe a limited way in a smaller, with, with a smaller crew in, in a more remote location on a faster or maybe even slower timeline. I personally think that if there's one outcome to this, it's going to be that production is going to be a lot slower than it used to be because everything is going to take longer. So that's actually really interesting around how can we be creative into thinking of the types of projects, you know, maybe we can't do that big scene in the baseball stadium. Mm -hmm. What other kind of stories can we be telling that will allow us to get up and running faster than maybe that other project. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's kind of the cool part about our industry is that with these creative minds and people thinking creatively, it's forcing us to kind of stretch and say, okay, this was the model that we were doing before. This is maybe the kind of film we shot in the past that got a success. And so it's going to be what we're doing again. 
but now it's kind of a clean slate. And so you can get a lot of really, you know, intelligent, creative minds to say, okay, these are the parameters that we think we're going to be able to shoot in. What do we do? That still is captivating. That's still interesting. That's still going to make audiences want to watch this quote unquote contain smaller movie. But in the new era of, you know, not having all of these different factors that we had before. Yeah. And, and moving on to the logistics of production, which I find to be a, a fascinating kind of thought experiment. Again, I, I come from onset work. So anyone that's been on set understands the complexity and closeness of what an onset production looks like. You described it a little bit earlier around something as simple as traveling somewhere, staying in a hotel, getting picked up for set, getting my hair and makeup done, and then spending 14 hours in a, a closed door environment with 45 other people. Um, as you imagine production getting back up and running and even extrapolated out six months or a year yeah. or two years, what do you imagine that's going to look like? Are there certain things that you think just will never come back or we'll just have to kind of do things differently yeah i mean i think first and foremost there's going to be crazy amounts at least at the beginning of kind of medical checks protocol so right. you know when we're going on to a set like you said there's 45 100 people there all doing their specific jobs all working together but from my perspective i show up i'm meeting with hair and makeup people then i'm meeting with wardrobe people then i'm meeting with you know, all of mics and, and audio and all of that, all of those interactions are very close knit, personal touching, you know, making yeah. sure perfect interactions. So in that sense, is it going to be okay, everyone's wearing gloves, everyone's wearing face masks at the beginning, besides me, obviously, if I have makeup or whatever on their face, I can't be wearing a face mask, or a shield or, or those types of things. I just think there's going to be a lot of precautionary measures that are taken that is going to make the experience just like going into a hospital as opposed to going into a, onto a film set. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's, I, it's going to be so hard to imagine, even as I imagine it yeah. now, the things you're saying, like people wearing shields and masks and gloves, it's just yeah. so counter to the energy of a film set, which is so often like you described fast moving, fast paced, go, go, go. We need to get this up. We need to get this now. I'm going to hand this to you. You're going to hand that to me. You go over there. You go get some food. I'm going to go get the camera. We're going to be right here, two inches away yep. from your face. Um, all of that kind of has to be rethought. I am very curious to see what, <laughs> what this is all going to look like. I know we're going to find a way back. Um, yeah. I think entertainment is one of the industries that has become such a cornerstone that I don't think we're going to live without it, but it, yeah. it's going to be so different. It will be. And I think also just training our minds and muscle memory of we're going to, you know, we're going to have to act in a different way. We're going to have to, a director's going to have to direct in a different way. There's just, you know, we, we've been doing this for so long, especially when you're on a film set for a month or two months where you're in this kind of rhythm of this is how it works. This is how all of you know the kind of steps happen during the day. You're going to have to take a step back and consciously think, oh, okay, well, I normally would have done X, Y, or Z, but now I simply can't, you know? And 
the food situation is going to be, I don't, I have no idea. I have idea no idea. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting one. And even from your perspective, I mean, again, I, I, uh, we've talked to a lot of people who work on production and work on set and, and me coming from the production side, um, you as an actor actually have a really specific, um, place here where if I'm the gaffer or the DP or the sound engineer, I can wear a mask and gloves and, you know, anything I want to, to protect myself. But the people in front of the camera are actually maybe even in a more vulnerable position because even as you said, something as simple as spending four hours getting your makeup done, you can't mess that up. For especially sure. when cameras are rolling, there's, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. So for, for your field, especially, I think it's going to be a really, um, interesting and and challenging transition totally and it's also hiding this current era not letting the audience of whatever movie or show you're shooting recognize that oh they're physically farther apart maybe they're not kissing maybe there's not these certain scenes in there you can't let them know that that's happening right. because they're watching something that they need to believe is somewhere else in a different world so that piece of it as well is that obviously us as actors don't want to get sick or get anyone else sick or, or what have you. But there's also this kind of barrier with, well, how do we do our job in an authentic way right. without just clearing our minds of everything that's going on and moving forward within the scene. So right. it'll be interesting to see. It will be. The, the last question I want to go over with you before we let you go is around, um, <laughs> it's an odd way to put it, but essentially branding. Um, in this series and in my own work, we, we talk a lot about marketing. We talk a lot to brands and agencies and people that assist brands and agencies in kind of getting their name and getting their, their face out there. Um, so maybe this is kind of an odd question, but I'm curious, you as an actor, you're kind of a, a one-man brand <laughs> in yeah. yourself. Um, you're, you're selling your face and your talent and your work just like any brand is selling their product and, and messaging. Um, is there anything that you are doing or even beforehand, how do you as a brand keep yourself in front of those audiences that you want to be in front of? Keep yourself front of mind to those directors and producers and writers that you want to be in front of. And especially now, is there any way that you're, you're finding to kind of keep your self, um, in front of your audiences. Yeah, I think, you know, we're living in a world obviously of social media is kind of king at this point. And so that makes it a little bit easier in the sense that if you can kind of curate your social media pages to really kind of reflect the artist that you wanna be, that's super helpful. You know, you, you put it out there, everyone from directors, producers, other actors is, is constantly kind of looking around and checking what everyone's doing. And then for myself, Thankfully, because I've, I've shot a decent amount of stuff in the past couple of years, that as trailers start coming out or as a poster comes out or any sort of creative piece that I can get my hands on, I try to get it in front of anyone I possibly can because it just keeps you relevant and it keeps people thinking about you and, and being curious as to what you're up to or what you're shot and, and things like that. So I think that's the biggest piece is just kind of using your work as kind of Hey, look, look at this cool trailer. Look at this little clip from here or there and just making sure that you're, you're present. And also just on a human level, checking in with people. I think that's yeah. a piece of it too, is that, you know, a little bit different from a, a company, 
as an actor, you are just a human being who, who's an artist who does this thing. So being able to reach out to a director or producer or whoever that you've worked with in the past or haven't, and just kind of checking in, how's it going? Crazy world we're living in. You know, let me know if you have anything going on. You can do that. And they're like, oh, that's cool. You know, I heard from Zach yesterday. <laughs> right. That's fascinating. I, I, I really appreciate you joining us and you taking the time to come on here. Uh, it was a unique perspective that I was really interested in. Again, we, we have all these conversations about content and films and videos and in, inherent in all of those conversations is you and the work yeah. that you do. And it's really interesting to hear directly from you on, on your perspective on what's happening and, and what might happen. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you for being here. It was awesome talking to you and hopefully we will, we will talk to you again very soon. I hope so. It was great to be here. Thank you for the chat. Thanks. Thanks.